Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hey, 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 everybody. Happy February. I hope you are sliding into the new year well. For those of you with little kids, I hope they're all back at school. For those of you in Australia, I hope you're coping with the heat and the weather and the floods and the cold and all the things that we seem to be experiencing here. And I hope you're getting back into a rhythm with work. Now, today's topic, it's addressing a question that's come up a lot already with my clients in 2024. And in fact, I think it's fair to say that I get asked this question or this is a discussion that I have with clients or my business peers and lots of people every single week. And that is, when is it time to fire someone? How much time do I give somebody to prove themselves before I make that decision? What's fair? What's reasonable? How long should I wait? What is a reasonable amount of time to let someone settle in, get trained up, before I can expect a certain level of performance from them. So I'm sure that these questions have passed your lips before. Maybe you've been involved in these conversations yourself and maybe you're actually facing that question and that situation right now. And the answer, when is the right time to let someone go? When is the right time to fire someone? The answer to that question, of course, varies on your circumstances. It varies on the role the experience level of the person that you've hired in, how long they've been with you and how clear you've actually been with them about what you're after. So there's all sorts of things that it will depend on. And today I'm going to try and break it down to as simple concepts as possible and by giving you some questions that you can reflect on to help you come to the conclusion, to help you decide, do I keep investing in this person? Do I keep trying or is it time to let them go? Now, for some of you listening, you'll have employees on your team. And for some of you listening, you have subcontractors. And some of you have a mix of both. And the majority of what I'm talking about applies to both. Now, I will speak in a little bit about the differences when it comes to employees, when it comes to how long that they've worked with you, etc. But certainly these first few questions apply to both. So let's dive in. When somebody is new to your business, so when they're a new team member, it doesn't actually matter so much whether they're an employee or a subcontractor, because if somebody is new to your business, if anyone is new to your business, if they don't seem like they're performing to you and you're starting to ask yourself, hmm, hang on, do I need to let this person go or shall I hang in there a little bit longer? Then the first question I want you to ask yourself, regardless of if they're an employee or a subcontractor is, how clear have I been? And by that, I mean, does the person have a clear role description, like a statement of the jobs, of the tasks that I want them to do, a clarity around tasks and responsibilities? Does that person have that? That outlines what I want done by when. So that's the first thing you need to reflect on. And then secondly, if that exists, have they been shown it? 
Has someone talked them through it? And have they been trained in it? Now, in some cases, you may have hired somebody who you didn't think you needed to train because you may have thought that you hired in at a skill level that meant they didn't need training. But that person will still need to be told, at least conceptually, the responsibilities that they have and what you want them to do in what way, by when, to be able to produce it in the way you want it done by when. And this is the biggest thing I see is people hiring to a vague set of expectations and a vague set of responsibilities and then feeling disappointed in the first month or two or three and struggling to sort of articulate why they're feeling disappointed. It's just like something that sits in their belly and they're like, oh, the person's not quite doing what I was hoping that they would do. But finding it hard to articulate, well, what is it that you wanted them to do? So if that's you, you're sitting there with somebody who's reasonably new, then I want you to ask yourself, how clear have I been? Because you need to get clear. You need to get really crystal clear, specific on what you want them to do by when and how you want it done. So do you want them to create new things from scratch? Maybe processes, maybe it's content, maybe it's you know ideas about something, maybe it's a system, maybe you want them to create something from scratch. Do you want them to come up with ideas? Do you want them to send those ideas to you? In which case, how often? Do you want it done by Friday? Do you want to be able to review and approve it on a Monday and then them take action on it the following Wednesday? Or do you want somebody to take your ideas and take them through to completion, maybe flesh them out, put them into a spreadsheet or a Word document or some sort of creative vision or visual thing and bring them to you, maybe have a meeting with you to discuss it and finalize it from there. Now, many of you might be listening thinking, oh no, these are all these details that you're not interested in. And you may think that you don't care or you aren't interested in the details or you don't want to be involved in this stuff and you want someone else just to take care of it. And you don't, maybe you're thinking, I don't want to have to be so prescriptive. But I assure you, if you're sitting there feeling disappointed and pondering, should I keep them or should I fire them? then you do care about the details. You actually have expectations about what you want, by when, how you want it done, and you do care about the details and you do have a sense of your preferences. And the reality is, is the disappointment is your body or your brain's way of showing you that what you want is not happening and it's annoying you. And in the words of Brené Brown, being clear is being kind and being unclear is being unkind. So not describing what you want, by when, in what way, and keeping that feeling of disappointment in your belly and not putting in the time that's needed to work out how to articulate it, how to describe to the person what winning looks like is ultimately not very fair and it's sabotaging their ability to do it, to produce it. So if you're sitting there wondering, should I let this person go or how long do I hang on, then ask yourself, how clear have I been? And if your body or your brain's response to that is, yeah, I think I've been clear, then I want to encourage you to ask yourself again, could I have been clearer? Could I be clearer now? And when you ask yourself that, some interesting stuff might come up. You might start to think, well, do I need to be? How easy am I meant to make this for them? Isn't this their job, not mine? Is that micromanagement? 
if I'm paying someone that much, should I really be having to go into this much detail? Yes. Often this amount of detail and conversation and getting out of your head and verbalizing how the person can win, what success looks like, the specifics of what your hopes and dreams are as to what they can do in the job, that work, that time is needed up front and it will, I promise you, taper off and you won't need to be having such detailed, long conversations down the track. If the person is junior and if they're being paid a low, in inverted commas, amount of money, then yes, they need detailed guidance. They'll probably need detailed training. They'll probably need lots of specific, you know, coaching and handholding and back and forward. If the person is more senior or you thought you were hiring and paying for a, I guess, a more experienced person to come in with a set of skills, then maybe you quite rightly think, surely I don't need to give them that much guidance. In which case, how clear did you make that in the interview and did you talk through some examples in the interview? Because perhaps what you thought those skills and experience translated to the person being able to do or know may not actually be the reality that you're sitting in. And often that's definitely an assumption that I see getting made all the time. Since you've done this before and you want to be paid this, then I shouldn't have to be very involved. I, as the leader, as the business owner, shouldn't have to be very involved in X, Y, and Z. You should be able to run with it. So if that's your situation, and I get it, that's the dream, right? Hands totally off, somebody else running with something. And I assure you that that doesn't really happen in reality, not from day one. It might happen after a month, maybe two, maybe three But, you know, ask the question, if you've got a peer or a friend or someone that you know who's got somebody in their business who runs with things, who's not very involved, ask them how long it took them to get there. Because from my experience working behind the scenes with literally hundreds of businesses, there's lots of conversations and clarification and detailed guidance and a little bit of back and forward that always has to happen, even with senior people, for them to be able to run with things in the way you want it done to the level of winning that you're looking for. So if that's your situation, then what I recommend is that you have a conversation about that. You have a conversation to understand, A, if the person can actually do what you'd like them to do, and B, if they want to do it, in the way you want it done. Because in my experience, when somebody feels like they're underperforming and when you're asking yourself, hey, should I let this person go? Do I hang in there? Do I spend more time with them? You know, how do I know when it's time to make a decision about whether it's like I'm firing somebody? When this stuff, when performance isn't at the level you're after, it's usually one of three reasons that's driving it. A lack of training, That's the first one, meaning they don't know how to do something, a lack of training or a lack of skill. The second reason, the second thing that could be driving it is a lack of a system. In other words, the person didn't know that they were responsible for it and when it needed to be done. So that system that might be missing might be, you know, a project management system prompting them with a due date or it might be the system that is a job description, letting them know that that responsibility falls with them. Or the third one is a lack of willingness. The person just doesn't want to do that. Like it's not in their wheelhouse. It's not their preference. They don't want to do it that way or they don't want to do it at all. Now, one and two, lack of training, lack of skill, lack of system are much easier to fix than a lack of willingness. 
but you won't know and you can't work out which one is going wrong if the person's not performing and you're wondering how much longer should I wait. You won't know. You won't have to work that out until you talk to them. You can't diagnose the source of that problem without a conversation. So that brings me to my next question that I'd like you to reflect on, and that is have you talked to them and asked them about why and what things aren't being done to the level you're looking for? And if not, how come? And if not, why not? You won't ever get to a stage where you have a successful team member who feels like a rock-solid number two if you aren't willing to have a relationship with them. And talking to somebody, asking questions, being curious, seeking to understand what support or further guidance or whatever they need to be able to do the role in your business is the foundations of that relationship. And if you're not willing to do that or have that conversation with them, then you've really got to ask yourself why. And again, it's some really interesting stuff can come up here. You might be thinking, I'm too busy. Surely they shouldn't need me. If I'm paying them that much, then they don't deserve to have that much time in my diary. If I'm paying them that much and I need to spend time talking to them, then it doesn't feel worth it and maybe I should be doing it myself. Or you might be thinking they need to prove that they can do some things for me or to me before I invest my time with them. And I'm sorry to say that in most instances, it's going to be nearly impossible to solve this problem on your own. You're going to need to have a conversation with them. And if any of these thoughts are coming up, I'm too busy, they shouldn't need me. If I'm paying them that much, I shouldn't have to get involved, et cetera, et cetera. It's really interesting to sit with those questions, sit with those responses and think, well, according to who? So we've talked about reflecting on the first big question, which is, have you been clear? And we've talked about the second question, have you actually spoken to them, asked some questions and got their insight into why they're not doing things to the level that you're after? So then the third question that I want to offer you to work out for yourself if it's time to fire somebody is how long have they been with you? Now, you've got every right to expect someone to perform in your business, whether your team member has been with you one week, one month, or five years. And you need to be fair, and you need to give someone the opportunity to improve, to change, and to step up their performance in your business. Somebody may be brand new, and you perhaps haven't actually thought about, well, what is the trajectory that I can expect or you know the stages that they'll need to go through from day one through to high-performing employee. And so if they're at week one, then I refer you back to questions one and two. But if they've been with your business for years and years and they've been amazing in the past and at the moment they're not performing, they're not showing up the way they need to or the way they have in the past, that can well just be a blip and you need to get to the heart of it through having a conversation. Similarly, or I guess, you know, the polar opposite is if somebody has been with you for like five minutes, (laughs) they might just be stuck in overwhelm and they need time to clarify their understanding, find their feet, work out what's a priority and really dive into it. And again, I'm going to say it again, someone can only change and improve to your level of expectations or perform to your highest expectations if you're being clear to them what those expectations actually are. And that's through having really good, transparent conversations where you don't beat around the bush, 
where you are explicit, where you give examples about what you do and you don't want, what they are and they aren't doing, and you put your curious rather than furious hat on and you get them to tell you why they do and don't think that it's happening. Now, these conversations become really important to have, certainly in a more structured way, if someone is an employee, because you can't just wake up one day and decide today's the day that I'm going to let this person go, I'm just going to fire them. When you have employees, you have legal obligations to discuss somebody's performance in a more structured way and to make sure you give people the opportunity to improve their performance. And the way you handle it will, of course, depend on how long they've been with you. So if you have employees, regardless of if they're performing or underperforming, it's really important that you know and understand your legal employer obligations. You don't need to be afraid of them or feel hamstrung by them. And the key to not feeling hamstrung by them is by understanding them. So I guess the overarching theme is, have I been clear? Have I discussed this with them? And in the case of an employee, have I documented those conversations And in all cases, have I given the person the opportunity to improve? Have I been explicit with what I want done, when I want it done, how I want it done? And have I given them every opportunity to show me and step up to that? And have I followed any legal processes that might be required? So the answer to the question, when is it time to let someone go, depends on how clear you've been, if you could be clearer, what conversations you've had and whether you can wrap your head around, is this a training gap? Is it a system gap? Is it a willingness gap? Whether you've given them the opportunity to improve, whether you can see their ability and willingness to improve, of course, how long they've been with you, whether they're an employer or subcontractor, whether you've got those obligations to keep in mind and whether you believe in your heart that the person has the potential to do the job to the level you want it done. So there's definitely a lot in there, but I hope that those three questions will give you some guidance on how to reflect what can I do? Is it stuff that I haven't done that I should do? Or is it time to potentially look at taking the next step? And that is, have I been clear? Have I talked to them? And the third one is how long they've been with you. So I want to say one more thing before I wrap up. And this is the best piece of advice that I can give you. Deal with it early. And by that, I do not mean fire fast. No, in fact, I hate that saying, hire slow and fire fast. I prefer hire slow and correct early because, you know, you've put all this effort and time into hiring someone. You should be backing that hiring decision and seeking to further clarify and correct when someone might be seeming to be going a little bit astray in those first few weeks. So whilst I'm not saying fire fast, I am definitely also not saying ignore it. Don't ignore it. Dive into it from that place of curiosity, from that place of, well, I made this really great decision to hire you. So hmm, I wonder what's going on here and why I'm not seeing exactly what I was hoping to see. Where can I clear this up? What can I correct? What further information can I give you? Bravely talk about it from that place of curiosity. You know, I want this to be great for us both. I'm curious about what's happening here. What do you need from us to be able to do this like this? And when you come at those conversations early in your relationship with that curious attitude, rather than that fear-fueled, oh God, they didn't do what I want them to do, so maybe I need to fire them and I need to decide that really quick, that sort of frantic energy, 
when you come at these conversations in a calm and curious way, you'll notice this huge difference to the response and the information you get back from them. And you will gain so much knowledge. Yes, if it's the incorrect hiring decision and you end up firing the person or letting them go, you're going to learn so much about what you missed in the hiring process, what you can do better, what expectations you need to be clear about, what you need to test better at interview. You will learn so much about the assumptions they made or you made or, and hopefully, you'll learn through having these beautiful, open, transparent, brave conversations with the person about actually there's just some tiny tweaks, there's just some confusion, some clarification or some overwhelm sitting there which you guys can navigate together. And, of course, having listened to all of this, if you want to hand figuring any of this out, then book in a Dream Team discovery call and let's chat. Let's go through these questions. Let's go through your thoughts. Let's see the conversations you have had. Let's talk about how to have them again or how to have them for the first time, how to actually phrase things in a way that's supportive and curious rather than like furious. And you can check out the link to jumping on a free Dream Team discovery call over at paulmains.com or come and chat to me on Instagram where I normally hang out. Or actually, come and chat to me on LinkedIn if you'd like. I'm committing to hanging out a little bit more on LinkedIn for 2024. Okay, so that's it. When is the time to fire somebody? How do you know if it's time to let someone go? I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please go and subscribe, leave a review. That hugely helps. And I'll be back here next week. Chat soon. Mm -hmm.